0: Hello, and welcome back to Blanket for Books. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Christmas day. Um, I hope you had a lovely Hanukkah, and I hope your Kwanzaa is great, if that's what you celebrate. Today, tragically, it is just Gabe and I. I'm Whitney, by the way.
1: And I'm that's Gabe. Gabe. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, Some things came up, and it's just the two of us today. The show must go on. But yeah, this is our Christmas special. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you have a lovely holiday season, a happy new year. I hope you'll still stay and listen to us talk about things.
1: <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to be the most festive situation, I don't think.
0: No, neither of us are are huge Christmas fans. I like Christmas a little bit more than Gabe does, but... You just
1: like decorating for Christmas or overspending on other people's gifts. Yeah, Shade. It's
0: true. <laughs> no, I like decorating for Christmas and I'm very passionate about gift buying. Aside from that, I don't really have many Christmas traditions or anything, so, yeah. But for this episode, we decided to do a couple of things. So we both read A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Mm -hmm. It was both of our first time reading it, right? Yep. And also, we each picked a subject to talk about something to um, kind of be anti-capitalist this Christmas. So we, we both picked something to discuss that wouldn't promote spending money.
1: Yeah, not to <laughs> be con- not to be confused with a communist Christmas. That might be a different episode, <laughs> but that's not what we're true. doing today. Tragically,
0: very true. We are just being anti-capitalist. But first, Gabe, what have you been into lately?
1: Um, what I've been into lately, and just started a little while ago, um, with a friend, is I started watching the anime Neon Genesis Evangelion, and it's a 1995 anime by Gainax, created by Hideaki Anno. Um, it's a classic science fiction uh, featuring mechs piloted by teens, but uh, violent monsters called angels that feature visually puzzling and nightmare fuel designs appear and like try to wipe out humanity on a regular basis. Uh, but the main character Shinji's father, who he has a particularly difficult relationship with, has come up with a way to bait them all to one city while finding and exploiting their weaknesses. I totally wish I saw this sooner uh, because if I saw this as like a 14 year old, just with what it deals with, which I'll get to is like... It would have messed me up good, but maybe in a good way, like maybe I wish I watched it earlier because it is full of cliche anime tropes. However, um, it's e- it has equally as many brilliant decisions and one of the most accurate and rounded portrayals of like trauma, depression and anxiety I've seen in any medium ever. And it was almost like, it was disturbing, but it's it's really just... It gets under your skin unexpectedly all the time when you think something's just being run-of-the-mill and it just backhands you in the face and is like, are you going to therapy? Are you going to therapy? Oh and I'm like, leave me alone. I thought it was about <laughs> robots. Um, I'm about three quarters of the way through, but it can be found on Netflix. Um, I, 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 ha- I have heard that the ending is apparently very strange, And as a result of that, there have been movies that have been released after by the same team-ish, kind of. I think it's kind of complicated that sort of reboot and retell, but also expand upon the ending. So I'm also excited to watch those. But I I have a feeling I'm going to, whatever the conclusion might bring, I'm just going to love it. I'm going to embrace it. No spoilers, please. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh that sounds amazing i'm gonna need you to send me that link
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's funny it, it, it starts off kind of not like it but then it just comes out and surprises you and it's it's a good watch very very brief only like 27 20 minute episodes
0: oh wow wow that sounds really really good i haven't heard of it at all but i'm very intrigued what i've been into can also be found on netflix um, and I watched the entirety of this yesterday while I was wrapping presents. Um, and that is The Queen's Gambit. And I am absolutely obsessed with this show. Have you watched it, Gabe?
1: No, I've, I've seen it and I think about it sometimes, but like nothing about it has interested me. So like, why should I watch this show? Please tell me.
0: Okay, well, first, I'm just going to read you this like little synopsis super quick. Um, So, set during the Cold War era, orphan chess prodigy Beth Harmon struggles with addiction in a quest to become the greatest chess player in the world. Um, This, okay, so this show is, like, almost completely about chess, but it has you on the edge of your seat. Like, I do find chess interesting, but I think even if you don't, like, you would love this show. It deals with, like, addiction super, super well, I think. Um, and it shows, like, the, oh, it's just so good. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, the show is, like, completely about chess, but the ending of it, like, actually made me cry. It was so good.
1: Is it, like, is it, like, about chess, but not actually about chess at the end of the day kind of thing?
0: Yeah, like, it's about chess, but it also has, like, one of my favorite tropes, which is, like, the found family trope. Um, And it's just so beautiful and it's about friendship and about like learning to rely on other people because Beth was orphaned obviously um and she never had like anyone like the orphanage she was at was horrible so it's like learning that she doesn't have to just rely on herself and that she can rely on her friends and they can be her family and it's just so emotional but like all of like the chess matches and stuff and like it actually like goes into like the mechanics of chess are so interesting. Oh. Like I wanna join a, t- a Chess tournament now.
1: Oh, okay. Um Yeah, and it's
0: <laughs> it's a limited series too, which are my favorite because you know it's gonna wrap up nicely and it's not gonna get cancelled and so it's just it's beautiful. It was so so good. I highly recommend it.
1: Why why do I feel like I would not I've just there's something that based on what you're saying to me right now that is giving me a vibe that it, I'm not going to be okay if I decide to go watch that show, like I'm going to be shook. Is that true?
0: It really hits you hard and it hits you hard in like that, that beautiful way that like sneaks up on you. Oh no. Like in the first couple of episodes, you're like, oh damn, she's really good at chess. And then by the end you're like, oh my God, she has friends. <laughs> like I wasn't okay. I don't think you'd be okay either. It's very beautiful.
1: okay i think in a way some of what you're saying resembles the anime that i watched
0: (laughs) yeah
1: um yeah it sounds yeah yeah, definitely i would argue found family is happening in there and actual family issues anyway i won't go on because there's a lot to be said about evangelion but anyway we we can move on that was interesting Yeah,
0: I feel like we'll both end up talking about those shows forever, so I think we should just move on to the book that we read.
1: Right. A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Do you have a synopsis on this one?
0: No, but I can get one. I'm sure everyone knows, but just to be safe, I will get one and read one right now.
1: Can you make it up?
0: So this follows um, an old rich white man... (laughs) Okay. Who hates Christmas and is visited by three ghosts who make him see the joy in Christmas again.
1: Yeah. Do you think that was
0: a good synopsis.
1: Yeah, that makes it maybe just, you know, remind us what the setting is. Because that's kind of part of the fun of the story, I think. The backdrop is important.
0: The backdrop?
1: Yeah, like, is it, um, like it's set in London or something.
0: Yeah, it is set in London.
1: <laughs> Wait, I don't know if it is, is that... specifically, but
0: it's definitely British.
1: It, but it's like in the a long time ago, in the olden days. I just don't remember how far back, yeah. which is kind of terrible. How old's this book?
0: <laughs> um, old, eighteen hundreds. It came out
1: eighteen forty three. is it
0: set? Yeah, is it set around 1843, or was it set before that? I think it was set around 1843.
1: I thought my whole life that this story is from, like, 1940.
0: (laughs) A hundred years before that. I think Dickens died in, like, 1870 or something. Oh, my
1: goodness. That's old. Well, that makes me even more impressed.
0: Yeah. I... I don't have a ton of thoughts on this. Um, Just because, like, obviously, I knew the story. Everyone knows the story. It's a beautiful story. But I don't vibe with Charles Dickens writing.
1: (laughs) I thought you said you did. And, like, you said that you enjoyed Charles Dickens. Maybe I'm making it up.
0: No, I really dislike Charles Dickens. I've read The Entirety of Great Expectations, which I hated. That's one of my most hated books. And then I read a good chunk of A Tale of Two Cities and decided I didn't hate myself enough.
1: (laughs) Oh, so like it was torturous to get through?
0: Yeah, I just like he was, you know, he was paid by the word. So he really filled up those pages.
1: Wait, really? Yeah,
0: that's how they did it back then. So he has a lot of unnecessary fluff in there. And I just don't love it. Um, did you listen to the audiobook on script?
1: Yes, so we probably listened to the same audiobook.
0: Yeah, how did you feel about the narrator?
1: Um, I thought he was a great narrator. I just wish I um was a native English person. <laughs> Cause I had to listen to every chapter twice because unless I was paying a hundred percent attention at all times, I would miss a whole sentence. Because it would just be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was a great impression. And I, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, like I, Anton Lesser, who narrated that. He's uh, he plays a character in Game of Thrones that like sounds just like his narrator voice, and he plays like a creepy scientist that like, spoiler alert, uh, kind of specializes in reanimating like dead people and performing and organizing murders <laughs> um so just imagine his voice as that character i think it's perfect um i think he was great at making the character voices like all different it was like magic listening to his voice jump between all these different things I mean, could have been editing magic but either way um the added music to the audiobook was festive i guess um yeah yeah and a lot of
0: classics do that, like, between chapters or be- before, like, important moments. They'll just add some dramatic, um, like, instrumental music, and I think it's really funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it made me feel like I was watching an old Disney film.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, like, once I, uh, you know, listened to the three-hour audiobook twice, I pretty much grasped it, and it was, it was nice to get the full unabridged narrated version rather than like the various movie and tv show cartoon interpretations i've seen like scrooge mcduck
0: I was just about to to talk about that that's my favorite
1: <laughs> i like don't remember exactly which ones i've seen like isn't there a like an animated like a big budget animated film starring jim carrey from like five years ago
0: Honestly, I think the only one I've seen, or at least the only one I remember, is Mickey's Christmas Carol with Scrooge McDuck. Oh, <laughs> I th- that's the only one I can remember anything about.
1: I remember one time when I was sick from uh, sick and didn't go to school some day in December, close to Christmas. I had, um, I was like in my basement as a kid, and there was—I think I was must have been watching like PBS. And there was an animated version, like a special, that was kind of old, that was based on A Christmas Carol. And I don't remember at all what it was, but I feel like it was the one, the best one I've ever seen. Oh, really? I don't think I've
0: ever seen.
1: That was like the first time I remember that I actually like fully absorbed the story and felt like I understood it. And because I think before that, I only heard bits and pieces and heard of it. And that Jim Carrey film wasn't out yet either.
0: Yeah, I just looked up the Jim Carrey one, which I, I didn't right? know exist existed. It came out in two thousand
1: nine. Oh my god, Jim Carrey! I... Yeah, it's old. <laughs> Jim Carrey
0: plays Scrooge. I didn't know he played Scrooge. I can't picture it.
1: It's like CGI Jim Carrey, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Oh my god, it also has Colin Firth in it. Amazing. I feel like I need to watch this.
1: Colin Firth should have read the audiobook, too that would be a good voice,
0: oh my God, wait, 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 wait. I think I just found the animated one that you were talking about. Do you have any idea who the cast is?
1: No, like i I only have flashes of what it looked like in my mind.
0: okay, so it came out in two thousand one
1: okay, it's cause... called
0: Christmas Carol, the movie Sure. it stars Kate Winslet
1: uh, what Rachel uh,
0: and yeah. Rachel, this oh is gosh. your shout out. You're not here. Rachel but was in
1: you. it. She could tell us all about it if she was here.
0: Also, Nicolas Cage is in it playing <laughs> Jacob Marley. <laughs> oh, my God. Simon Callow plays Scrooge. That name sounds familiar. One of the five English actors.
1: <laughs> so is that animated? Yeah. Well, I have to find it because it's not Christmas yet as of recording this. And I think I need to fully immerse myself in, I don't know, nostalgia, holiday nostalgia.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't think the only Christmas movie I've watched this year is, oh no, that's a lie. I've watched two. I watched Elf yesterday and I also watched The Holiday on Netflix starring Emma Roberts. (laughs)
1: I see that in my recommended, and I'm like, mm, it mm, was amazing. Mm. I loved it. <laughs> mm, mm, mm.
0: Yeah. Any other thoughts on the book? I mean, I don't really have like a ton to talk about. I feel like
1: I have Cause... a question that maybe you can answer because okay. I'm pretty ignorant in the book world, but you said it was 1843. Were the can you think of any time travel stories that came before this? Because this is a straight-up time travel story.
0: You're right. This is a sci-fi novel.
1: <laughs> yeah, it completely. Well, it's like paranormal time travel.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm unaware of it.
1: It seems it's pretty sophisticated when you think about yeah. it, and I'm like. Maybe I should read, like, I don't know, you said the other Dickens books are bad, but, like, if he could make this shit in 1843, like, I'm kind of curious what else he did.
0: Yeah, well, I wasn't a fan of them. This was definitely my favorite one that I've read of his, but he is well-loved, obviously, so maybe you would like his books more than I do. So I was just looking up if there were any, like, time travel books before then i'm sure there is found, there must yeah be. i found it well i found a bbc article that's about um whether dickens invented time travel or not
1: i was i was i didn't want to say that in case i was wrong because that could be silly but if if that was literally like one of the first time travel stories then my mind is blown
0: yeah this article says it was the very first time travel book what wow i will link this article in the um the description of the podcast if anyone wants to check it out because looks like an interesting read <laughs> that is
1: wild um yeah i also thought it, it like for 1843 it's still it still hits the head hits the head of the nail perfectly in terms of being you know pro <laughs> pro worker
0: <laughs> yeah i
1: don't know why it's so funny but it's like literally a hundred and 250 into 50 years ago? No. Am I being how how long ago was that? 150 years? Am I stupid? Yeah.
0: Like 170ish years.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said 200. That's stupid. Um but that long ago they they were like, "Oh man, it's it sure is a bad thing to make your workers work through Christmas." Oh man. You got to give them family time, work-life balance, and then here we are in 2020 not learning a thing. And it's the yeah. Scrooges still exist, and it's just, you know, a normal part of our daily True. lives.
0: If there are uh, any ghosts out there listening, uh, maybe you could pay Jeff Bezos a little visit. Talk him into treating his workers better. That'd be great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like he needs to have the same time travel story.
0: Yeah, but you're right, this is very relevant to today's time as well. Um and this book is kind of anti-capitalist.
1: It really is, especially it's our theme. Yeah, like I would I feel like maybe if I learn more about Charles Dickens, that would be very interesting because maybe he wasn't feeling the whole, you know, capitalist machine back in 1843.
0: Yeah, he's, he's woke. Maybe he was a time traveler and that's how he invented time travel.
1: Yeah, like wouldn't you... Oh my god. I'm blown uh, away. Mar- Marbles is playing with a, with a spider.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> so I'm, I'm at my parents right now and Gabe is watching my cats and they are giving him hell. They've already caught a mouse.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we're playing with it at four in the morning and I am so yeah. tired. I just threw it away and now i'm watching marbles swat a spider across the floor and he's trying to eat it
0: marbles is definitely a good hunter he always catches bugs for me
1: yeah now puddles Is, is being stupid and trying to kill it too
0: is it a big spider
1: it's the exact kind you really don't like
0: the long legs yeah Ew, okay, I hope I he know. eats it for you. I
1: have no idea where it came from, but it's going to be smushed shortly. Um, What I was saying, <laughs> um, wouldn't you go back to, like, if you just ended up in, like, 1843 and you were like, I need to change the future. I feel like it wouldn't be out of character for either of us to totally just write a Christmas carol to implant, to plant that seed of, like, anti-greed message early on.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I that's my new favorite conspiracy theory. Um is that Charles Dickens is from the 2000s and he went back in time to plant this message, but it didn't work very well.
1: Yeah, like it could have been more radical and I'm sure, you know what, it might be ignorant, maybe there are or maybe there were more radical people back in the day. That were trying to speak out about these things, and they just got like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, executed.
0: Yeah. If they were women, they were called witches.
1: Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, overall, great book. I'm glad I read it because it's a classic. I don't love Dickens' writing, but still, I feel like he did a ton, and this had so much influence on so many things, and there are so many adaptations. Yeah, it was was kind of scary.
1: Like it got kind of spooky. It,
0: yeah, it was.
1: For, for a Christmas story, it was like, oh, we're getting into, like, the horror stuff going on. This is a Tim Burton movie all around. Did Tim Burton make the 2009 movie? Why do why I? Do, maybe uh, maybe I not.
0: Oh, well, now I have to look it up because it did. the poster did kind of look like I a think, Tim Burton movie.
1: I think it was by the same people that made the Polar Express animated movie.
0: It's not by um by Tim Burton. It's by Robert Zemeckis.
1: Oh, he's I oh he's like a diet Tim Burton.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I did watch The Polar Express the other day. Actually, I forgot that I watched that, and it looks like a video game.
1: I know those animations did not yeah. age very well.
0: No, I remember the first time I saw it. I was like, "This is the most beautiful movie I've ever seen," and now watching it, I'm like, I feel like I'm playing like a A 2011 video game. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Because that's what it looks like now. But at the time, we were like, this is the future. This is realistic. (laughs) This is the most realistic animation I've ever seen. And it it kind of was. So funny.
0: Yeah, it was. It was breathtaking. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Well,
1: what else did we have to talk about?
0: I'm curious to know what you picked for your anti capitalist topic.
1: Oh, well, I wouldn't get too excited. If you've got something full of intrigue, then I would recommend you go first.
0: Okay, I can go first. I I really didn't know how to interpret this topic, so I kind of was just exploring and looking up some Christmas traditions and folklore from other cultures,
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: was really interested by the Icelandic folklore surrounding Christmas. Do you know anything about it? No. It's really funny. Um,
1: Hit me with it.
0: So the first one I'm going to talk about actually promotes capitalism. So Mm. it's kind of the opposite of the topic. Okay. But it's part of it. So they have something called the Yule Cat, which is a vicious and giant cat that is described as lurking about the snowy countryside during Christmas time. And it eats people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. (laughs) which is so obscure. Mm -hmm. But the reason why this was invented was um, it was used by farmers in the 19th century as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. So the ones who took part in the work would be rewarded with new clothes, but the ones who didn't work would be eaten by the Yule Cat.
1: Oh, so is that... Like a worker's version of the you gotta be good for Santa Claus type thing?
0: Yeah, isn't that kind of horrifying?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. That's what we needed a Christmas carol for.
0: Exactly, that one's pretty bad. So, But that's not the main thing I wanted to talk about. I just thought that was very interesting. (laughs) And I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened these days, but... The thing I found super interesting about Icelandic folklore is they have something called the Yule Lads, or they're sometimes just called like the Elves. And they are 13, yeah, 13 little boys, <laughs> um, like young boys who visit every day between the 12th and the 25th of December, so every day leading up till Christmas. And they each have their specific day, and they each do a specific thing, and they're named after it, and they come and they leave gifts for children in a shoe that the child leaves on the windowsill. But if the kid was bad, they just leave a potato in the shoe.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, a kid wouldn't be very excited about a potato.
0: No, um, so I'm going to go through their names and what they do because it's really funny because some of them are just so funny anyway so i'm going to be reading the english translation of their name because i am so sorry but these icelandic names are way too difficult for me to pronounce they look beautiful so the first one we've got is the sheep coat Claude. and what he does is he harasses sheep but is impaired by his stiff peg legs so did I say that each one of them comes and just like does some mischief?
1: I don't know. Maybe I, think I
0: left that out, <laughs> but they come each day. They come, they just stir up some shit and they just do some nonsense. Great. So he harasses sheep. Then on the second day, we have gully gawk who hides in gullies waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. Um, then we have stubby, and he is abnormally short, and he steals pans to eat the crust left on them. We have Spoon Licker, who steals and licks wooden spoons. Like, these are just... Some of them are actually mischievous, and some of them are so random. They're just
1: little inconveniences um, that you yeah. wouldn't want to have happen. Are Are these like the... If I remember correctly, like the Christmas gnomes from The Sims that just pop up. And if you answer their question wrong, they just go set your bed on fire.
0: Kind of. I'm wondering if that's what it was inspired by.
1: I feel like maybe that's, I feel like that might be an all-round cultural thing that might have appeared yeah. in different variations on depending on the culture. Yeah, it might have been a different folklore that fully inspired that one, but that's kind of what that sounds like to me.
0: Yeah, it does. I never made that connection, but that's kind of funny. Um, Then we have Pot Scraper, who steals leftovers from pots. A lot of them revolve around pots or stealing cooking utensils. Then we have Bull Licker, who hides under beds waiting for someone to put down their um, escure, which is a type of bowl with a lid, which he then steals. This reminds me of, like, you know how parents do, like, elf on the shelf and stuff? now Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if parents had to like recreate these things back in the day in iceland so their kids like believed you know
1: oh that would be annoying imagine just being like we have to convince our kids that these these beings exist so let's take everything out of our freezer and put it on the floor (laughs) and then even though we'll waste hundreds of dollars of groceries at least our kids will think wow mom and dad would never do such a inconvenient thing those beings must be real
0: (laughs) okay so then we have door slammer who likes to slam doors especially during the night to wake people up um and then we have skier gobbler who has a great affinity to skier which is icelandic yogurt which is the yogurt that you were obsessed with oh
1: my gosh it's though the best yogurt ever yeah skier yogurt if you've not tried it (laughs) You have to have it. I have some in my fridge right now and I'll probably have some later. It is just the best food. The best food.
0: That would be you if you were a Yule lad.
1: Yeah, any flavor. It's good.
0: Yeah. And we have a sausage swiper who hides in the rafters and snatches sausages that are being smoked. <laughs> so specific. That um we have
1: That sounds filthy.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um,
1: Donald Trump. Oh Wait, <laughs> no, he 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 likes to grab cats, not sausages. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, 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 the opposite. Um, then we have window peeper, who is a snoop who looks through windows in search of things to steal. Um, we have doorway sniffer, who has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate leaf bread. Hmm um what's the what's my, the problem
1: with that though what does he do uh, he just sniffs doorways
0: yeah he just smells i assume to steal the bread but
1: oh he's it does a big nose okay it doesn't specify
0: yeah <laughs> um my personal favorite comes on the 23rd of december and his name is meat hook and he just uses a hook to steal meat
1: <laughs> then what does he eat it
0: uh i guess he just steals it And then the very last one is the candle stealer who follows children in order to steal their candles and they used to be made of tallow, so they were edible. So that's why they stole them.
1: Sorry, you said their towels are edible?
0: No, they're candles. They used to be made out of tallow, like sweet potato. Oh, for
1: some reason I thought you said towels.
0: (laughs) No, it's not sweet potato. I don't know why I said that. It's like beef.
1: (laughs) Ew, beef candles?
0: Well, it was, like, beef fat made candles, so it, like, resembled wax.
1: So if I'm, like, watching, like, Game of Thrones and there's candles, if that was based on the real-life, like, Middle Ages, where people actually, like, that's not wax, that's animal fat, maybe? Probably. Wow.
0: That's kind of gross.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't smell good at all. Your whole house would (laughs) smell like a barbecue all day.
0: Ew, yeah, oh my god. But yeah, that is, um, those are some of the most interesting Christmas-themed folklore stories that I've ever heard. I recommend you look up more Icelandic folklore because there's, like, an entire mythology, like, literally, like, the Greek gods, they have, like, an entire, like, family tree. Like, it's really, really interesting.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. I like the cat that forces people to work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so that's what i what i went with for anti-capitalist but i also just want to say do your best not to support capitalism at christmas time let's normalize handmade gifts and thrifted gifts and things like that i
1: don't think you're allowed to be the one to preach that
0: (laughs) hey i made a lot of handmade gifts this year
1: okay well i mean you know what to be fair i don't think i handmade anything
0: yeah so at least i'm trying
1: and i usually don't
0: all we can do is try so
1: it's better to just save your money
0: (laughs) yeah but i i love buying gifts because i want people to know that i love them
1: well to go over to my topic now i'm gonna tell you all about why you should probably stop buying anything during the holidays. No, I, th- okay. I think you I think you said it at the beginning of the episode, but just to reiterate, the purpose of this assignment was basically to just talk about something Christmas related that didn't encourage anyone to buy a product or anything about a product or anything that somebody would profit off of. So I'm just gonna tell you about the some har- some wonderful facts about the harmful effects that the holiday season has on the environment. Are you ready? No. Okay.
0: I'm scared.
1: Yeah, like maybe you should be a little bit. Like I probably could have gotten a lot more dire about it, but I just picked some of the standouts. Um, so just to, be, to begin, to set up some context, a typical passenger vehicle emits 4.6 metric tons or 4,600 kilograms of carbon dioxide per year. Every gallon of gasoline burned creates close to nine kilograms of carbon dioxide. So just keep that in mind. Some of these stats that I'm going to share use CO2 equivalent units, which from what I gathered means they have, uh, have been measured using different greenhouse gases, but are being converted to equivalent effects of CO2. So the Carbon Trust reports that a two meter tree that is taken from the forest that ends up as wood chips or in a bonfire has a carbon footprint of 3.5 kilograms of uh, CO2 equivalent. So not nearly a whole gallon of gas, but it's a little something. However, if it's sent to a landfill, sorry, just give me one second here. Put my discord on do not disturb. I am very sorry about that. Where was I? So it's not nearly a whole gallon of gas for a single two meter tree burning in your bonfire, but it's, it is a little something. However, if it's sent to a landfill, then the carbon footprint increases to 16 kilograms of CO2 equivalent. You, you might be wondering, what about fake Christmas trees? Uh, the same size artificial tree that has an estimated carbon footprint of 40 kilograms of CO2 equivalent. So you better use that fake Christmas tree for 12 years if you want it to be greener, no pun intended, than a real tree. Gosh, um, that's
0: so much.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I've, I've got a fake tree in my apartment, and I guess I, w- I will have to keep it for 12 years because I can't throw away something like that, knowing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about more waste. The UK alone uses an estimated 227,000 miles of wrapping paper each Christmas, enough to stretch oh nine times around the world. Uh, Christmas cards, 33 million trees worth, which is around a billion Christmas cards. Um, In the U.S., though, 2 billion cards. So 66 million trees plus 33 more. Uh, Canada is the worst, though. 2.6 billion cards, and that's uh, one kilogram of paper. Uh, generating 3.5 kilograms of CO2, Canada uses 540,000 tons of wrapping paper and cards annually. That's 1.89 billion kilograms of CO2 from paper production going into Christmas, which in comparison to the 4,600 kilo, uh, 4, kilograms per year from the average car, that's a lot of cars.
0: That's a
1: ton, yeah. Um, and this one makes me a little sad because I, I I always, it's a little tragic. Um, it is estimated ten million turkeys were consumed last year during the holidays. (laughs) That's a lot of turkeys. Uh, not to not to mention the one hundred and twenty five thousand tons of discarded plastic from turkey packaging. Um. Mm -hmm. And get this: seven in ten people will readily admit to buying far more food than they need, and specifically, two thirds of people reported in this survey that they do not finish their Christmas turkey. <laughs> yeah, most people. Don't, yeah, most people don't finish their Christmas turkey because it's big. Um, yeah. The IPCC recently reported. Wasted and lost food accounts for as much of 10th of all of our greenhouse gas emissions. An estimated 54 million platefuls of food are thrown out in the UK alone each Christmas. So what can we do about this? Well, reduce, reuse, recycle is really the best advice I have to give. Because there's, you just, that's what you got to do. That's, that's all there is to it.
0: I, one thing like I highly recommend doing is finding more sustainable options for present wrapping um whether that's like reusing paper that you get in packaging or if you do buy wrapping paper to buy the um like the paper wrapping paper instead of like the shiny plastic stuff because the paper stuff is recyclable Mm -hmm. and the plastic the plasticky papery one if you know what i mean is not So that's a big thing as well.
1: Yeah, and think about it. Bitches out there be like, no flyers on their front door in big Sharpie. But those are the same bitches that go to uh, Winner's Home Sense Marshalls and buy eight wraps of, uh, eight Mm -hmm. gift wrapper rolls and don't use them. And then they might declutter and throw them away and leave them on the side of the road. Why don't you try taking that off? You get a few Domino's flyers, a few... Home Depot flyers and that would cover all of your gifts.
0: Yeah, there you go. I used up I bought like some bulk wrapping paper a few years ago and I just used up the last this year. So, next year I'm going to make it my mission to still have wrapped presents but not use any wrapping paper. One of my favorite things, this was like literally 10 years ago, but um if you're not Canadian, you're not going to understand, but We have a store called Canadian Tire that I don't think they do anymore, but they used to give you um, Canadian Tire money, so it would be like 10 cents for every $20 you spend Mm -hmm. off your next purchase. Now, I think they just put it on a card, but my parents wrapped my grandfather's presents one year entirely in Canadian Tire money.
1: That would be so annoying.
0: Yeah, it was annoying to have to peel each individual one off, but there was no waste, so... Wrap your friend's presents in $10 bills.
1: Good idea. I feel like you better use some weak scotch tape because I'd be worried about those new plasticky Canadian dollar bills. They would rip.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true. Also tape.
1: Tape and is plastic. Tape. There yeah. is there paper tape?
0: There is. And I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure washi tape, like the stuff you would use in your journals, I'm pretty sure that is recyclable. What about? Um, I might be wrong.
1: Is masking tape plastic? Because that seems kind of papery to me.
0: Um, I think masking tape is recyclable. I'll really have to look into this. I'm sorry if I'm spreading false information, but basically, you can make some pretty wrapped presents by reusing and not wasting. Because it's kind of sad if you think about it how you wrap presents, and the sole purpose of that is to rip it off and throw it away
1: yeah they put it
0: in like a reusable sobeys bag or something (laughs) well
1: some people definitely just want to have that photograph of their christmas tree with a bunch of gifts underneath of it and those gifts better look photogenic but if you really need that i would say it's probably more environmentally friendly for you to full-time year-round just have a few boxes wrapped in nicely in wrapping paper That you use every year as Christmas decorations and then put the real bullshit wrapped in the latest newspaper or flyer. uh, Just replace it when you don't need to take a picture.
0: Yeah, that is a great idea. Like, and you store your Christmas decorations anyway, so you can store those. Um, And like the amount of like rolls of papers and flyers that I see just outside my building on a daily basis could wrap like my entire building's Christmas presents for a year. So that's just something to keep in mind. You can paint it if you hate it.
1: Yeah, if, if you do a really nice folding job with like newspaper or something, it, does, it doesn't It does look that bad, especially when yeah. lit up by your Christmas lights on your Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, there you go. It'll give it nice lighting. It'll be dark. Turn the lights down a bit. Nobody needs to mm-hmm. really see what your gifts look like.
0: Yeah, And if we continue to kill the earth nothing is going to matter especially not your beautiful gifts and that's all i have to say <laughs>
1: that's true we can just give each other cash through true electronic money transfer
0: that's yeah that's perfect venmo Everyone. me for
1: christmas <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's i would accept that that would be great
0: yeah same that would be great but yeah that those were great topics. <laughs> I feel bad with the one I got now, but I guess I'm encouraging people to do a Wikipedia deep dive instead of spending money on things.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's like folklore doesn't cost you money. Yeah. And re- also, reducing
0: folklore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why did I? I'm
0: just kidding. Oh, my. To.
1: <laughs> what do you have anything to share with me about folklore today
0: no i haven't listened to evermore yet have you yes what do you think oh my god no no big spoilers but what do you think
1: um it is without big spoilers it's kind of hard
0: okay you can give big spoilers It's okay, okay
1: well what i what i want to say is this It's the same, but in a good way.
0: Ooh, I'm very excited.
1: Like, if if I could have everything my way, what I think should have happened and what would have been the best outcome would have been if the best tracks from Folklore and the best tracks on Evermore were put together into, like, one album... That was less than an hour, and that's what we got. Because I feel like the best songs on both would make, like, a 9 out of 10 album. Easily. Yeah. Because
0: yeah.
1: they're both a Feels little long. To that's good. all I gotta say.
0: Well. While well, we're on this subject, real quick. Ariana, any new thoughts?
1: I, I actually do have an update about um, oh. Ariana Grande. I'll tell okay. you exactly what happened. So, okay. It was just a few nights ago. I was like, you know what? I'm going to finally listen to Positions all the way through. Um, but the, the time that I decided I was going to listen to it was when I was going to bed. So I pressed play and I think I heard the first track. Uh, I think I heard 34 plus 35. And then I don't remember anything after that. I just fell asleep. But But the whole album played. So I, it, my unconscious thoughts were absorbing it. So that's the update for now. We'll, we'll see how that evolves going forward.
0: Oh, amazing. Can't wait to hear more. Um, but now I think we are going to finish up the episode with a question. And this time it's just for Gabe. So you really have to think on your feet.
1: Oh, I better have a good answer. This better not be disappointing.
0: Okay. My question today to stick with the Christmas theme is If you could erase all of the current Christmas traditions and create your own, what would you do? What would you keep? What would you change? What would Christmas look like in your world?
1: Hmm. I feel like there are probably other cultures that already do this, but if it were up to me, it would be legitimately one or two weeks long. The, and it would be yeah. this, like, let's just say the last two weeks of December. I think New Year's could be a part of this. So we could do yeah. the, 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 the start of the last week in December to whenever that ends, depending on, you know, the year. And then whatever the prior week is. So that's when I would set it. And all you would do, all you would need to do, it would just be basically an extended time to hang out with people you enjoy being around, whether it's your family or friends. And it would be greatly encouraged to just indulge and drink as much as you want and be foolish. And I know that's not wise. And maybe I'm just like in this day and age and maybe I'm just especially wishing for that because of the limitations that uh, the pandemic has on all of us this year. So sadly, not all of us will really get to be with all the people we want to get to be with. So, some pe- I, I shout out to all of you who might be having a more lonely holiday season, just know that that's okay and change will come. But, um, I just really think I would love for everyone to have a two week St. Patrick's Day paid vacation every year. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what. That's really all I have as the foundation of my version.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree. I think that everyone should get like a large holiday, like a large vacation. I guess there are some people who still need to work, but then they, maybe they can like have a two week vacation later in the year or something. I don't know. But I think that's a great idea. I think we should normalize not as many gifts, especially for children. Like, you don't need to get your infant baby 7,000 Christmas gifts.
1: Of course not.
0: But people do. I think we should put less pressure on Christmas.
1: I think that'll tri- happen over time. It seems yeah. like it.
0: I think Christmas is just a big source of stress for a lot of people. And that sucks, because that's not what it should be. It should be a break. But- yeah.
1: I-, I didn't realize... Um... That it's pre-Christmas Eve, or I guess Christmas Eve Eve today.
0: Oh, hey, it is.
1: I didn't realize I literally was feeling like it was December 18.
0: Yeah, this year has... 2020 has simultaneously felt like six years and a month at the same time. Like, it's crazy. hmm But, yeah. Well, I think that is the end of this episode. I like I said, I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season. Gabe, where can we find you on the internet?
1: I am at BoardSeed on Twitter.
0: And I am at I just forgot my own Twitter handle. <laughs> I am at Wit and Wisdoms on Twitter. I will shout out Rachel as well. She is at Abrams Records. And our official Twitter is at blanket for Book. And thank you so much for listening to this Christmassy episode. I hope 2020 is a wonderful year for everyone.
1: Yes. Well, do you mean 2021 or 2020?
0: Did I say 2020? Yes. I meant 2021. Well... 2020 is already in the trash can, so...
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it would make sense that your rest of 2020 is a good one, because I guess it's just the holidays that are left for most people. True. True. Yeah.
0: We're almost at the finish line.
1: So hopefully nothing worse happens.
0: Yeah. And we will catch you with our next episode.
1: All right. See you later.
0: Bye.